Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater, and today I'm so excited about having a guest at the table with us. Sherry, we go back a long way. I've got Sherry Keggy with me today. And Sherry, you and I first met years ago at, I believe, a Proverbs 31 conference when you were, mm-hmm. you were playing the music and we kind of hit it off. And then you did several events for Encouragement Cafe. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> uh, good to be with you. Well, girl, how in the world have you been? I know that, uh, you know, we've kind of had different things going on in our lives, but I know your life has been action-packed lately. And so, you know, <laughs> being a mama and uh, having uh, some wonderful things going on, I want to hear uh, just about the different stages that you've been in recently and what God has shown you through those. Yes, well, um, the, the biggest, newest development in my life uh, since we last talked uh, is that I am newly married. Yay! Yes, <laughs> brand new married after, you know, for many of your listeners may or may not remember my story, but to, to catch them up, I was married for 22 years to my high school sweetheart and went through a divorce back in 2010. And, uh, you know, it was really hard and painful, and I grieved a lot that loss in my life. And um, and yet God was so present with me, and as I've ministered with you all at the Encouragement Extreme conferences, you heard the testimony over and over again of how God met me in very specific, tangible ways, letting me know that He had me, you know, mm-hmm. that all life was shifting in a major way, but that He would remain my sure foundation. And He did exactly that, and I, I understood like I never had before, that it's really true that His grace is sufficient for whatever you're facing. And He showed me His all-sufficiency. He he was my everything Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was dependent on Him for everything and holding on for dear life. And uh, He was showed Himself mighty in my circumstance. So all that to say, there were songs and fruit and ministry that poured out of that pain. I did a a couple of albums. I released an album in 2012 called So I Can Tell, which were a lot of those healing songs post-divorce. And then um, more recently, an album in 2015 called No Longer My Own, which is sort of a continuation in my uh, journey through music. Uh, But all the while, for the last few years now, I've been dating this gentleman uh, who I met through some mutual friends of ours. Um, He's a carpenter and does home remodel and repair work and such, and that's how we met. So our relationship has had time to grow and has been very sweet, and God has done a lot of healing in each of us through it. And lo and behold, we are um, newly married and so grateful for what God has done in each of our lives, and um, now uh, learning what it is to live under one roof together. I'm finding joy in the, in the simplest, silliest things. 
strangely. But anyway, that's a long answer to a short question. <laughs> <laughs> well, friend, I know that, uh, you know, in both of our lives and in many of the lives of the ladies that are sitting around the table with us today, we we need to hear that God is a God of second chances, that he says, you know what, your life is not just ending right now. It's a chapter in your life. The thing that you just went through is just one segment. And God says, no, I've got so much more for you. And now, Sherry, let's just go back a little bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you had some major success in the music industry. And just kind of take some of the gals around the table back to where your roots began in this music. I mean, you've got a uh, an uncle that's very well known, but you always had a heart for singing about God. Take us back there, because a lot of people probably have been in similar circumstances where they've started off great and had so much success, and then and then trouble comes and trials come, and and it kind of rocks your world a little bit. So I want to I want to kind of go back to the days of maybe, you know, the 80s, the 90s, and and what God did in the beginning with you. Yes. I was born and raised in Southern California, and out there I began writing my very first songs. I was the worship leader at a church out there where I wrote some of the worship songs that we would sing as a church family. And then that led to signing a record deal, you know, back in, you mentioned the 80s and 90s, this was uh, 93, I signed a record deal with Sparrow Records. But so from that, God grew the ministry from the local church to where I began, you know, singing out at other other churches and going on tour and hearing my songs on the radio and all that. And it was a beautiful time of discovery of just this gifting that God had placed inside. It's, it, I mean, I had a lot of years of piano lessons, classical training and such, but I, I don't have like a, a college degree in music or anything, but it was clearly something that God was doing, oh, this work that he was doing in me. And um, now he was growing my audience from there. Um, so and my children were really little, you know, at the time on that first tour, they were ages two and four, I remember. Wow. And um, <laughs> now they're both, you know, they're, they're young adults, uh, 25 and 27. You know, writing some of those early songs, um, like my very first worship song was inspired by Psalm 91, and it was called, You, O Lord, Are My Refuge. You know, that's so amazing about God's timeless truths is that I didn't know at the time when I wrote that song how desperately I would need Him as my refuge in later years, in the different struggles in our marriage and and, um Sometimes we put our hope and our security in other things, and God is always saying, put me first, you know, let me be your all in all. And um, I discovered that he was that through, you know, through the pains and disappointments, and, and he He truly was my refuge. You know, I experienced him as my safe place that I could run to, and um, I be- developed a habit of for years now, I've, I've I call myself a lifelong journaler mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's been such an extension of my walk with God. Is yes, reading His Word, being in Bible studies, all of that. But I like to write, and so that's you know part of my expression with God. You know, and I have just countless journals that 
document my journey of, of faith with God and sorting out life in that way, writing down scriptures that I need to hold on to, writing down prayers that I need to see on paper, you know. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if any of your women can relate to that. Of course. You know, I think that that is so uh, critical that we do keep records of what God has done. You know, I, I mm-hmm. keep records of when I cry out to him and say, Lord, this is really a mess right now. And I don't see any way around it. I don't know how it's going to work other than the fact that I know I can stand on your truth. And I know, Lord, yeah. that you uh, you are almighty, that you've told me that if I stand firm, that this is mm-hmm. your battle. And all I need mm-hmm. to do is believe that. And when I, mm-hmm. when I cry out and I literally write down those words in my journal and I mm-hmm. say, Lord, I need the faith that it's going to take to walk through this. And honestly, there are times I'm writing the words and I'm having a really hard time even believing them. I mean, can I just be transparent and honest? (laughs) There are times, isn't it? I mean, it's true that we all struggle and there's not one of us that has this bulletproof faith where, where we never get our armor dinged. And there are times when when Satan will just constantly be needling us, saying the lies like, well, who do you think you are? Well, you uh-huh. know, you're the one that caused this. And Satan uh-huh. will try to unravel our faith. And so uh-huh. journaling all of that and making little notes. And when we pray to God, if we just pray, writing it out and saying, God, here are the things that you already know are on my heart, but God, I, w- I just want to pour it out. I've got to get it out of me so that you can then fill me up, right? Yes, and then it is remarkable to to go back and read, you know, some of those things and then to remember the level of faith that we had at that point in our journey, yes. you know, and then to, to see and be encouraged by the way he grows us up in him, you know. And hopefully we're forever a student in his classroom. <laughs> Absolutely. Because um, we, we never fully have it, you know. But like we are with our own children, you know, we we delight in any steps that they take. And, or, and we delight even if they just are stagnant. We just love them and hope for them. And I imagine it's the same with him, that he is overseeing, as a sovereign God, our entire journey and um, smiles at us like a loving father blows his holy spirit wind you know at our on our sails absolutely <laughs> to, um, push us push us onward and uh, i feel grateful that god has allowed me to to be able to express through music and speaking the, the things that he's taught me along the way. And isn't it so good of him, you know, to take the very worst, the very hardest, the very yuckiest, messiest things in our lives and to totally redeem them, to use those specific things um, for him to shine brighter in us, you know? Oh, you know, there are some girls that are probably sitting sitting here listening right now, and you just made them uh, shudder in their seat because they're saying, mm-hmm. oh, no, I don't really want anybody to know the yucky stuff in my life. And I don't want God to use those (laughs) in my life. But let me just share with you, when 
when we have the courage to write it down and then say, Lord, I need you to help me walk through this yucky place, this nasty area right now of my life. I won't make it to the other side without you. And then you just start taking those notes of how you watch him literally show up in ways that astound you. And when you write those down and you get on the other side of that trial, that struggle, then you can look back and you go, you know what? I'm not quite so afraid anymore. Here's one thing I will promise you, because I remember, Sherry, when you were going through that, I mean, we were right there uh, arm in arm with you on our knees with you as you were going through Mm -hmm. some of that. And we we had been through some battles ourselves, uh, each one of the girls in Encouragement Cafe. So we knew that if if we could help you pray through to the other side and see the the glimmers of of how God was going to use this someday, then yeah. he would uh, free you from being worried or fearful of ever sharing those hard places. And then I remember when you came out with the new CD that was so I can tell. And oh my goodness, that was just like the heavens opened up. Because, it, it, but here's, here's the thing, Sherry, you laid the foundation of your belief at, at God's feet when you did the song In Remembrance of Me, you know, a decade earlier or more. And that song really did speak volumes as to, okay, God, I want to remember you in all things. I want to know that you're there in the good and the bad. And so then when the bad came and it felt like it was going to destroy you, just like any time a trial or struggle comes in any one of our lives, it can be devastating. But when we start looking back at the history of God in our lives and how he's shown up and how we can remember those times. And then he says, now I'm bringing you through it so you can tell of my goodness. Yes. Yes. And as you're speaking here, I'm, I'm thinking of um, something that our dear sister Beth Moore said. She said, the enemy is banking on you never getting over your devastation. But my friend, your calling is on the other side. Yes. And I feel like that is certainly true of my life. Um, Satan would have loved for me to just crawl into a hole and never wrote another song, never sang another song, just wallowed in my grief. Mm -hmm. But I knew too well. I'd walked too closely with the Lord, you know. I knew somehow there would be something. But I did question, you know, could God still use me post-divorce, post-devastation? Boy, did he show me he would, and some, you know. Absolutely. Um, I experienced a depth of richness in the ministry like never before, because people relate with brokenness because we all have it, you know. (laughs) Right. Whether we want to admit it or not, we all have it. Yes. I think that that is, that's the beautiful part of God, because when you look in his word, you know, Jesus always went where the broken people were. You know, he always made sure that he was in the places where those who were really hurting, those who really needed a special touch from him could find him. 
And when we look at how Jesus lived his life and healed those people of their brokenness, they couldn't keep quiet about it. I mean, once you <laughs> once you're touched by the master, you want to tell the world, oh, my goodness, honey, I know you've been through this devastation and I know that maybe you're in the same place I was. Maybe your husband left you or maybe you got that horrible doctor's report. or Maybe, you know, your children have become prodigals. I don't know what it is that you're struggling with right now, but here's what I can tell you. My God can absolutely make beautiful out of what was once broken. That's his business. <laughs> exactly. You know, our part is to sort of surrender to that, you know, to not so much want to control our lives but and, and for us to fix it, but to sort of surrender and throw open our hands to the heavens and say, you know, God, use me, use this. Let this not be wasted. Let this sorrow not be wasted. Let this thing not be wasted, but use it for your good kingdom purpose. And he, I mean, isn't that a prayer that he would delight in, you know, um, because he he wants to use us to uh, shine his light in the dark places on this um, on this earth. And he is faithful to do it. Isn't that so true that the first time you pray that the first time you allow God that uh, entrance into those places of your heart where you say, God. I want to use my story for your glory. It's a scary thing. The first time you feel like, okay, I'm going to open myself up and be vulnerable. It's a little bit scary. Mm -hmm. But what happens from there? It's kind of like when a child first learns to take that step. That toddler is Mm -hmm. just starting to walk and you see them stumbling and struggling and falling down and crying and Then, as soon as you see the light bulb come on in their little head, they not only want to walk, they want to run. And then they don't ever want to stop. And when you allow God to take those, those stumbles, those falls in your life, and you say, God, help me to take the next step and the next step and help me to let you use this story, then we just get so excited and we're like, wow, I didn't know I could feel that free. I didn't know I could feel that unburdened because honestly, Sherry, we carry that baggage with us and we just let it weigh us down. But when we say, God, take this baggage that I've been dragging around as shame and guilt and use it so that other women will see that there is hope beyond the horizon that there is somewhere I can run to and know that I am loved and I have purpose and passion. When you get that freedom, you can't hold it in anymore. <laughs> That's exactly right. It is so true. Um, it, uh, I, we become, in a good sense, in a right sense, slaves to him when he has a miraculous work in our lives, it's exactly as you said, we can't help um, but tell it. You know, tell how God has made himself. I can remember the first Sunday I was in church after the divorce, and I was uh, worshiping the Lord, and I no longer had that wedding ring on my left finger. And it was a very distinct 
snapshot moment because I had had that ring on for so long. I had the move still on my finger. But after I'd had to remove it, and I'm worshiping the Lord, nonetheless, my left arm raised up, and I remember thinking, how weird, how foreign that felt. There's no ring there. There's no ring there. And I felt the Lord in that moment whisper. I felt him say in my spirit, Sherry, you have worshiped me as a married woman, and now you will worship me as an unmarried woman. That hasn't changed. And there are so many instances like that, many times in church. You know, if you can just get yourself to church, and there's nothing magical about the building. It's just gathering the place with other believers. The Holy Spirit is so there, you know. And many times he would meet me in that place. There was another Sunday where the felt my whole world was unraveling, and I had so much fear, um, riddled with fear over where I was going to live, was I going to be single the rest of my life, you know, what was my future going to look like? And the pastor preached a sermon on the three things we need to survive. He said, one, we need air, two, we need food and water, three, we need God's presence. It's a very simple sermon, but the place that I was, uh, I was so empty and fearful when he said those three things, I knew that I had everything I needed in Christ. I still didn't know where I was going to live, all these unknowns, but I knew that he had me. And it's like Beth Moore, again, I'll reference her because I've done so many of her studies through the years. Um, she likened a time um, in her life where she felt as though she was standing on a cement slab and someone had taken a jackhammer and plowed up the ground all around her. And all she knew is that when the, when the dust settled, all she knew is that while everything seemed broken apart, still what was beneath her feet was that solid concrete, you know, just beneath her feet. And that was the Christ, the surety of Christ in her life, you know. And the same for me. I knew in that moment, even with all these scary unknowns, that I had Christ, meaning I had everything I needed. So he's been so you know, faithful to give me those little anchors to, to hold on to in those broken times. And I, I had the chance to go to a kind of a spiritual encounter kind of retreat where I wasn't serving. I wasn't singing, ministering or anything. I was just going like a regular person to experience the retreat. And our theme verse was Hebrews 6, 9 or 619, I think it is. I have this hope as an anchor for my soul, firm and secure. And that has come to mean a lot to me because he truly is that. He's my anchor. And even though now that I'm newly married and happy in my marriage with a husband who he and I together can love God and serve people in that way, um, it's so beautiful to share that like-mindedness. But I know that he's not my anchor. Just because God has given me a new earth husband, he's not my new anchor somehow. That Jesus is my heavenly husband, my perfect anchor. Whatever happens from here going forward, I'll always have that. You know? mm. uh, that mm-hmm. is a beautiful picture that Sherry Keggy just painted for us. And you can find out so much more of Sherry's story by going to SherryKeggy.com. That's C-H-E-R-I. K-E-A-G-G-Y dot com. And you can always find out more by coming over to Encouragement Cafe. We'd love to share a little bit of Sherry with you. But girl, I Mm -hmm. am so grateful that you stopped by Encouragement Cafe today because 
You are a living example of how God takes our brokenness and turns it into beauty. And sweet friend, I want to thank you for being here and sharing your heart, sharing your love for Jesus, and letting other women know that there is light at the other side of this trial. Yes, amen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we, Uh, uh, we love you, and we're glad that you stopped by today. And we hope to see you next week. May the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.